Why don't you bring the latest on that situation in Kansas City? So the Chiefs are celebrating their Super Bowl victory. There is a big old parade. There's hundreds of thousands of people on the route, according to most estimates. And near the end of the parade, shots ring out. One person is killed. Between 10 and 15, according to law enforcement sources, are injured. A terrible situation. Wanted to bring in our law enforcement communications expert, Annie Schwartz, who's with us this afternoon. Annie, thank you so much for making some time for us. Hey, John, I'm so glad you wanted to have the conversation. Thanks for having me. So you advise police departments on how to handle situations, how to talk to the public. They came out in pretty short order, and the mayor and the police chief gave strong statements condemning what happened. When you see how they've handled things so far, what are your thoughts? I thought they got out there in, a, in, in pretty short order. I know that the media always, want, always wants to hear more sooner but, you know, as we know and as we learn in this, these situations, first reports are always wrong, uh, as we found out in, you know, in this. Uh, I thought that there was a, a, a great job by their mayor and their police chief, Stacey Graves, who I know personally, and she, she, was, she was terrific today. She came back to the microphone after the, the pressure was just about over and said, wait a minute, I just want to make sure that, that you all hear me tell you that these officers ran toward the gunfire. My officers ran toward the gunfire when everyone else was running out. And, you know, John, that's something we can never forget about our, our police. And, and you do such a great job by, by chatting with, uh, you know, with our officers when you get the opportunity. And you know this, that it is, uh, it, it's, it's the job. It, it's what they do. And they didn't stand around and vote on it. I'm sure they didn't stand around. They just went. And uh, it's one of those days where the, the brave and amazing job our police officers do is, is on full display. Annie, take us behind the scenes a little bit, if you could. When there's a, a major event going on like this, whether it's going to be a parade or a major gathering of, of some other sort, my assumption as just the person from outside of the room is that these discussions are had right beforehand with, hey, in worst case scenario, if we have to do something Here's how we're going to get organized. Here's what we're going to do. Has that always been the case, or is that something as we seemingly see all this stuff happen at every major gathering now that is being implemented at, at police departments across the country? Well, it certainly has increased. It's, it's certainly increased uh, since uh, uh, in the last, uh, the last several years. I, I think that when we look back at, at one of the changes uh, in policing, has been the number of demonstrations and mass casualty incidents in the uh, in the wake of, uh, of any number of, of either political incidents. Uh, maybe the you know the George Floyd case in May of 2020 certainly kicked off a uh, a new learning process for police about how to handle mass you know mass incidents, large crowds, protests. From what I can see, and again, I wasn't there. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, my expertise is in the area of communications and message sharing. From what I have seen, it certainly looks like uh, like they were they were ready for, you know, they were ready for anything, which we're learning now we have to be. I mean, look at what happened in Waukesha. This year's Christmas parade was markedly different, obviously, than last year's Christmas parade, uh, because we learn. And we look at what, you know, we look at what happened. We start bringing up questions. You know, one of the questions that a lot of people in, in, in my business, meaning the business of law enforcement communications, are talking about right now is should we be sharing 
parade routes publicly? Uh, are we sharing them when we share them ahead of time? Are we allowing, you know, nefarious actors to have uh, information that allows them to plan? Well, uh, you know, that's a balancing test. You have to decide, are we going to share parade routes ahead of time so people know where to go and where they can set up? You know, this is the world we live in now, and it breaks my heart, which is the word everybody in policing is, is using right now to describe this incident. It breaks my heart that we're at that place. I think about the Buck celebration and how terrific that was. The Bucks have an outstanding, you know, uh, security team. Um, the Milwaukee police were, were ready for them uh, when they had the celebration. But always in the back of your mind, always in the back of your mind is what is the worst case scenario? And you raised good points right outside Deer District when that happened. The next game, they decided we're putting up extra barricades, more officers, and everybody got wanted going into Deer District. You can't do that if you have a parade. And that leads to discussions I'm seeing online about how a few really bad apples are threatening to ruin this for everybody. Cities will be thinking now, not what's the coolest route where people can get the best vantage point, but what is the safest route? How do we minimize harm? And do we even have the parade? And that makes me sad, too. Well, look what happened in the, again in the wake of the of the Waukesha Christmas Parade massacre. The uh, city had to the police department, fire department went in front of the council and said, "Okay, here's how much we need to spend to get the appropriate barriers." I mean, they have everything short of a you know anti tank uh, you know blockades put up for the parade this year because that's where we are, and it's heartbreaking. But I, I was watching the the coverage and, and seeing. You know, parents running out with their kids who had little, you know, maybe they had uh, Chiefs, you know, uh, sweatshirts or, you know, holding a, you know, holding a little, you know, a, a little flag or something. It's, this is, uh, this saddens me just like it does, you know, you, John, because we didn't come from this. And we're watching the change in law enforcement. And we're also watching the change in how law enforcement informs the public during these incidents after these incidents, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I watch it with a different eye, but I also watch it as someone who grew up going to parades and not thinking for a minute that this was something that you had to worry about. Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communication specialist. Annie, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Absolutely, John. I appreciate you having the conversation and uh, happy to always come on and kind of talk a little bit about how departments are messaging uh, these kinds of uh, these kinds of incidents, and as they say, prayers for Kansas City. Yep, you got it. It's maddening to me that I, as I watch the coverage come in, some media outlets just insist they're so obsessed with getting it first that they don't get it right. And there was a lot of speculation. There was a lot of this could have been what happened. This is what we believe happened. And some of those early reports ended up being wrong. I will make this commitment to you on this show. We will never be so consumed with getting it first that we don't get it right. And we won't always have it first. We'll have it as fast as we can because you deserve that. But more than that, we're going to concentrate on making sure that you have it right.